and radiant friends. Welcome to another episode of A Braver Brand, the podcast. As always, I am your host, Kate K. McCarthy. And y'all, I am over the moon. I am so excited. I am bouncing out of my chair and I am entirely honored to be sharing with you a conversation today that I had with two humans who I have not only hired because they are so dang good at what they do, but also consider to be dear, dear friends in the sweet online world. Today, my conversation is with Kendra and Clinice Chambers, the team behind Humble and Whole, which is a boutique social media management and marketing agency for female entrepreneurs who are more than ready to grow and scale using organic social media marketing. And while yes, we talk about the power of organic marketing and why it is so easy in 2018 to reach your target market because they are there just waiting for you to find them, Kendra and Clinice kind of get vulnerable. They share all about how it is that they started their agency, Humble and Whole, why it is that they actually started in entrepreneurship when they were 12 and how they found their way back to creative entrepreneurship through the ups and downs that we all experience, what happened when they found themselves totally burnt out and needing to reevaluate what was working, what wasn't working, and how to move forward by owning their value so that they could do less to make more of an impact so that they could reach and serve their dream clients in a way that was really in integrity and in alignment and allowed them to do what they do best for their people. Um, And we talk a lot about impact and why it goes so far beyond the cut and dry deliverables of our work and what their dreams of impact are. This conversation was amazing. I'm so glad that I got to sit down with them. They are so joyful and bubbly and honest, and I'm really, really thrilled to share this interview with you. So I'm not going to talk anymore. Let's get to it, shall we? All right, y'all. I'm so excited because today I have the phenomenal team from Humble and Whole, Kendra and Clinice Chambers, um, who I feel like I've known y'all for of you at least, for at least a year. Time flies, you know, when you're having fun online. Um, But y'all are not only some of my favorite people on the internet, but have been like massively helpful in my own social media marketing and growth and how to show up as myself and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm so grateful to have both of you here. Oh, thank you, Katie. We are so happy to be here. Um, and yeah, I think it has been at least a year or maybe like even almost two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time flies, right? Like, I don't even know what it is, but um, <laughs> I've been one of your clients. I feel like I would consider you guys to be friends um, and uh, have just loved watching you and your business like grow and shift and evolve and like really feel like it's landed. Um, so can you just share a little bit about who you two are and what you do in this great big wide internet world? Um, and what has led you here? Yeah. So I'm Kendra and I'm Clinique. <laughs> and, uh, together we, uh, founded Humble and Whole, which is a, we like to say a boutique digital marketing agency, that serves um, female entrepreneurs who are ready to grow and scale. And I think the beauty of what we do is it's all organic. 
So we don't do any paid advertising because we believe organic is very powerful. And we love that challenge um, of figuring out how to make things happen without, you know, ad spend or anything like that. Um, To kind of go back in the time machine, I would say that, you know, was it about like 10 years ago? 10 or even Even greater than that. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was like when we were 10 or 12. What? Yeah, we discovered, (laughs) we discovered um, the online space. And um, growing up, we just had this natural affinity to the internet. Of course, that's when everything was exploding. And um, so many changes were happening, like right before our eyes. And we were very intrigued by that. And so I remember we were, you know, bent on learning coding because we really wanted a website um, that did not work out. <laughs> because, it was really hard. Yeah, coding was a different beast. <laughs> so uh, we fell in love with the more artistic side of the online space. So we actually found um, our joy in graphic design. That's actually what we started with. And so um, that hobby was really strong. We were so passionate about that. We did that for at least five, six, seven years. I don't even know. (laughs) It was a while. But um, when we went off to um, college, we kind of left all of that behind. Um, Or even high school, I think. Yeah, Yeah, high school was when we got involved in all those extracurriculars and kind of like, you know, grew out of um, what we were doing online. But a friend of ours, a really good friend, started a blog in college. And we were like, wow, this reminds us of what we used to do. And so um, I think we decided that we were going to give, you know, creating a website another try. This time it was a lot easier with Squarespace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So no more coding by hand. (laughs) And, um, you know, at the time we were studying nursing and we wanted to do a blog that um, taught nursing students how to really excel Um, from conversations we were overhearing. We learned that we had knowledge to share, um, that the study methods that we had figured out would help other nursing students. And so to put a long story short, we ended up launching that blog. It um, it took off, I think, like better than we could have ever imagined mm-hmm. because we were unintentionally doing SEO and, you know, all those technical things. And um, we were just like, wow, we had no idea how we were going to grow this this blog, this audience. And we did. Those are where those um, problem solving skills kicked in. And we were like, wow, what if we could do this for other people? What if we could help other people um, bring their dream brands or their dream businesses to life with social media? And so we gave it a try and built Humble and Whole. And um, we're really blessed that we get to do this every day, kind of like reverse engineering where our clients want to go with social media. I love that. I think that the coolest thing is being able to look back into our pasts and see 
how like the businesses that we have today or the ways that we work in the world, whether that's like indirect services or products or whatever, like so much of that is born when we're younger and to watch it come so unexpectedly into fruition when we're older is so very cool. Yeah. And we worked on that a lot because Mm -hmm. as Kendra mentioned, um, we were nurses we practiced at the bedside for a year and then we just left because even though we were in like the happy part of the hospital, um, Kendra was a mother baby nurse and I was on a unit that was like the step down from the NICU. So only with babies, you know, that just was not for us. We were depressed every day. We had migraines, our anxiety flared up. And so we just, we took a leap of faith in Mm -hmm. order to build humble and whole. And so we reflect on how um, in our childhood, we spent so much time like on the internet and developing our skills. And that's how we know that it was divine for us to do humble and whole. (laughs) Yeah. I remember growing up, like our mom would have to, you know, call us several times for dinner because we didn't (laughs) want to. Get off the computer. (laughs) And now you don't even have to because you can control your own schedule. (laughs) Yes. So what has it been like? um, Obviously, you two have been in business together or like in uh, similar fields, pursuing similar passions together. Like what has it been like to found a business like as a team? Has that been a seamless process? I would say it has. Um, We always tell people, like, we could not be in business without each other. Like, we look up to solopreneurs so much. Like, of course, you know, they go on to have a team and everything. But Mm -hmm. we honestly could not imagine, like, building a business on our own. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's been very helpful because we're able to motivate each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, back in the beginning when we didn't have outside support, we were able to kind of look objectively um, because we had, you know, ourselves as team members. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that, that has been integral, I think in our success is just partnering Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Cause I would say like, even, the transition from nursing to business was really hard for our family to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, growing up, we were always like the really high achieving students, you know, who um, got A's and listened to the teacher and, you know, have this really solid career path. So that was really hard for our family to wrap their minds around. And, during that time where we didn't know if they were really going to support us, like having each other was so, so crucial, so helpful. Yeah. Because I don't know how, like I would have gotten through that time without Clinice. Like I probably would have just went back to, to nursing, honestly. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you two have like, in terms of like the roles and responsibilities, uh, How do you manage those, like, the splitting up tasks or um, figuring out who does which parts of the business? Yeah, so I would say, like, 
for like 80% of the tasks, like we can both do them, like, cause mm-hmm. we both are present, you know, on video or in Facebook groups or on Instagram, but we do kind of have, um, I would say we do have a few strengths that are, you know, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I will not hesitate to say that Clinice is like the tech queen. So <laughs> whenever there's like a new um, software that we're trying out or like email funnels, I'm like, Clinice, can you help? Yeah. <laughs> Usually do all the back end tech yeah. stuff. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> she's, she's brilliant at that. And so what I love to do is like um, constantly like reassessing our content strategy. I just get a lot of joy from that Mm -hmm. Um, and from looking at different ways that we can improve like our um, client experience. So, yeah, I I would say like for everything else, we kind of it's just like who feels like doing it in the moment. (laughs) That's awesome. And I mean, it sounds like you both take it's not like one of those um like group projects when you're younger where only one person ever really does the work um it sounds like it's a balanced relationship where everyone is responsible um which is huge i i love that we both can just dive in and um get things done like if there's ever a moment where like one of us is sick mm-hmm. or anything like that, we can just pick up right where we left off. So there's never any like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. Or well, yeah, it's just a really beautiful uh, way that we work together. I love that. Oh, you two are so lucky. I am a solopreneur and know what it's like to be by myself in my home office and be like, what am I even doing? And to have a partner sounds like it would be in terms of sustainability, really, really beautiful. So yeah, we still, we definitely have our days where yeah. we're this way, like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but I think we have less of those because we can look at each other and say like, what are you over there even doing? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I love that. What has been, let's talk about like the business journey. Um, what has been the most challenging part of growing your business for you? I think the most challenging part, like it's so funny because a lot of times for people, it could be, you know, building an audience or um, something pertaining to marketing and that's Mm -hmm. what we do. So that has always been solid for us. But I really think that our biggest struggle has had to do with owning our value. Yeah. Um, because like we ran a beta program, um, at the start of our business with like eight women and we did that for free. Like, (laughs) yeah. So we didn't even think, you know, Oh, Mm -hmm. we should charge for this while we're testing our skills. And, um, even the first year when we ran our business, We didn't have like any retainer packages. So it was always like feast or famine trying to get clients. Um, And our pricing was so horrible. (laughs) So it, It took us a long time to own our value. And because of that, um, our business grew much slower. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, 
I don't even know like why it was so hard for us to raise our prices. We just, I don't know. You know how sometimes you love what you're doing so much mm-hmm. that you like do it for free, right? And so it was just really hard for us to sit down and think like, what is this worth? What is the mm-hmm. value of the service that we provide? And we had to learn that the ROI of our service also includes like the time that we give our clients, like they have freedom to spend more time with family or friends or with their hobbies. And that is truly priceless. But we just, um, we had such a hard time, you know, stepping into that role, being confident, um, about our services. And I, I just really wish we could have, you know, gotten a hold of that sooner. And we, we also used to work like so much at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked so much um, while we were building Humble and Whole when we were still at the bedside mm-hmm. because our schedule was so irregular. But then even once we left, we were just always working. And I think that the environment that we were in as nurses contributed to that. We always worked 12 hour shifts. We Mm -hmm. had hard shifts and the Mm -hmm. pay was not that great. So we were used to working really hard for not that much money. (laughs) And so that carried over into how we ran our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see. That's, uh, that's a really powerful lesson. Now that you feel like you have, um, I mean, I imagine that your rates will continue to go up and things will continue to streamline, which is the goal, right, is to continually be uh, improving upon those things. But um, now that you have been able to claim your value, where have you seen, like what has changed for you since then? Yeah, so I think um, something that that I can identify is that we – when we get inquiries from people who, you know, as soon as we reveal our pricing and they're like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, well above my budget. We just feel okay. We don't try to, you know, chase the sale anymore. You know, we we can just identify, um, okay. Who else do we know in our network who would be a better fit for this person? Mm-hmm. I think we have just gotten greater confidence that our ideal clients can easily afford um, our services and that they would be enthusiastic about working with us. And so if something is missing, that just means that they aren't the right fit at that moment. But we can still serve them by pointing them in the direction of someone who can Um, serve them where they are so we don't take that so personally anymore Mm -hmm. and we don't feel like we have to um you know just reduce the value of our work that is uh I think that that is I mean I think about when I launched my copywriting business and the price oh my goodness um much like you, it was not free, but it might as well have been free, the first thing that I offered. And uh, learning about the exchange of energy and value and what what kind of pricing it took for me to be able to do truly good work, like the work that I really wanted to do without burning out or feeling resentment or um, getting sick or like 
wanting to have a vacation from this job that I had created for myself, um, it was so huge to be able to know what the number was that allowed me to do the work that I really wanted to do. And I think that that's, uh, I think it's a lesson that most creative entrepreneurs have to learn at some point in their businesses. Yeah. And it's such a hard lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned that, Katie, because to your point, we were burnt out. We were burnt Mm -hmm. out because we weren't pricing ourselves um, according to our value. And Mm -hmm. so we always had to chase clients and we were doing so much work for so little pay and we got depressed from running our business. So that's we knew that we yeah. had to take a step back, yeah, and just like reevaluate what we were doing. Oh. Yeah. What has been we've talked challenges. I want to kind of do the flip side. Like what has been um the best most life-giving thing that you've learned or experienced as a part of your business? I think that might actually be a harder question than the challenge, but um, like what has been your favorite part? What are you proud of? I I think for me, I am just so proud that we went all in with this Yeah, because um, we debated starting Humble and Whole for months, if not a year, because we were really trying to um, – decide if we were going to make this transition. Um, It was just so hard for us because, you know, we were the good students. We were the good children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like taking this risk for ourselves was just like, we were like, Oh my God, we would cry about it as we were discussing whether or not to take the leap. So I think, that the most rewarding thing has just been seeing like what was on the other side of that fear. And, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just never gets old when, you know, when we send out invoices and, um, they're fulfilled. It's just like, this is a job that we created for ourselves. Like how, like how amazing that we get to do this. Um, it's just, it's still unbelievable to me. Any other things that feel particularly life-giving or things you're most proud of? I just want to make sure that both of y'all are able to answer. <laughs> yeah. So Kendra gave like, you know, a great answer as far as like how we feel, um, mm-hmm. how we started Humble and Home because that was a huge challenge. And I would say that working with our clients is also very rewarding because marketing is not intuitive you start a business and you're like, okay, I need to post on social media, but how do I get people to find me? How do I get people to go back to my website? And so it's so rewarding for us because it's so intuitive to us to Mm -hmm. just, you know, talk to our clients, whether we're strategizing or managing for them. And they're just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that or, I'm glad that you made this clear to me. Um, We never get tired of seeing our clients have those light bulb moments and, you know, just relieve them of that stress. Mm, I love that. Okay, let's talk about social media because this is like your bread and butter, your jam. This is a delicious sandwich that I'm making. Um, (laughs) 
why organic social media marketing? Like, why grow organically? I mean, I'm a wholehearted believer in organic growth. Um, but like, what about it excites you two and like makes such a huge difference in our own businesses? I honestly don't know if we would have this passion for organic marketing if we didn't have that experience with our nursing blog first. Mm. And the reason I say that is because, um, and I feel like we should share this more like on our website and everything, but um, when we were growing that nursing blog, there were no like Facebook groups for nursing students. Like there may be some now, but <laughs> we, when we started the blog, like we didn't have that. Um, there were forums and they were so strict. Like you couldn't post any links at all or you would get booted. We were like, oh my gosh. So we literally approached growing the blog like at ground zero. We had no idea how we were going to get people to discover us. And so when we got to the point where we were getting like 100,000 page views a month, we were like, oh my gosh, like we did this without any ad spend and it happened quickly. And we were like, wow, this is really powerful. So like during that time, we, of course, were reading about people, um, you know, counseling others about Facebook ads and Pinterest ads and all of that. But we were like, look at what we have done without an ad budget. Like, this is crazy. And and I just want to add, like, we preach organic um, marketing so much, like growing organically, because it's never been easier in 2018 to connect with your target audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So your people are out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you know what their problem is, if you know where they tend to hang out online, you can have so much momentum before Mm -hmm. you ever put a dollar into advertising. Yeah. And I think you have so much more knowledge and so much more data so that if and when you do put money into advertising, it the rewards are so much greater when you've done that like groundwork first. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we are not like anti-paid advertising by any means, but I think it's exactly what you said, Katie. We try to help our clients um, establish that groundwork mm-hmm. so that when they do invest, they're going to get a significant return on investment. Yes. Um, with ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like in terms of, I don't want to like ask for free advice from y'all because people <laughs> should hire you, but there are so many social media platforms. There's so many different ways that we could show up in the world. Right. Um, how do we know with all of the messages that are out there? I remember when I first started in um, online entrepreneurship, like a long time ago, my first business, um, I heard one woman with the advice of like post every single day three to five times in three to five groups and post – all like it just felt like how am I ever going to create this much content? How am I – like – how am I ever going to do the work when it feels like I'm going to spend all of my time on Facebook and Instagram? Um, what, how do you, do you have any advice for people in terms of like keeping up with all of the social media trends? Like how, when somebody comes to you overwhelmed 
and not knowing the first steps to take, what would you suggest? I love this question because this is exactly how our clients come to us. Oh, I feel so bad for them because they are usually really burnt out and overwhelmed. And they're like, okay, I'm trying to keep up with the algorithm. And so what, I don't think our audience knows this, but we actually don't keep up with algorithm trends. Um, We really don't dive into, okay, what are the, what are the new changes to Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 because what matters the most is the quality of the content that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. And so we will always argue that less is more. Yes. Um, we even like shared a post about this on Instagram and it was crazy. The comments that we got, we said, you know, it's okay to post less. And people were like, Oh my God, really? I don't have to post like (laughs) every such a relief. And you absolutely don't because you want to give your content room to breathe, if that makes sense. And so when you're posting um, three to five times a week or even three to five times a day, you're not giving um, your audience room to really digest what you just posted. And so when people come to us overwhelmed, we, the first thing we say is, okay, stop paying attention to the algorithm mm-hmm. and we want you to pay attention to the content that you're putting out. We want you to dial it back and pick just one or two platforms. You can, you know, you can have a six figure business or whatever your definition of success is. You can have that by just being present on one platform mm-hmm. But what matters is that you enjoy the way that you're showing up and that you're consistent. Mm -hmm. And the kicker is that consistency isn't seven days a week, five times a day. I don't know. You can't see me because we're just recording audio, but I'm like over here just like nodding. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone needs to hear that. I loved what you said about giving your content room to breathe. You know, the online space is so noisy. And it's interesting that the actual way to reach somebody's heart, which like everyone who listens to this podcast is like heart-driven, a heart-driven human, right? So like if you really want to reach somebody's heart, ironically, you don't yell louder or post more. You like – get a little bit quieter and the whisper is what makes it through, you know? So making sure that you're showing up, like you said, consistently, but not like all the time, everywhere, louder and louder and louder, because it just adds to that noise. Yeah. And we um, we see that a lot with our clients, especially the ones that we end up um, managing for. Mm-hmm. They're spending all of their time marketing that they don't even have the capacity to take on new clients yeah. or to existing clients mm-hmm. well. And so that is a clear sign that you're doing something wrong. If you're spending all of your time on social media mm-hmm. instead of serving your clients or, you know, networking and meeting new people, then you have got to take a step back. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) So how do you know, like, 
What was my question? It just flew out of my head. Um, you had mentioned at the beginning that y'all work with um, entrepreneurs who are ready to grow and scale their social media, grow and scale their business through social media. How does somebody know at what point it's like time to grow and scale or are we always growing and scaling? Does that make sense? That does. And it's kind of both. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of both. But I would say, yeah, I would say that you'll know when, um, okay, so how could I, how could I describe it? I would say like our clients who are ready for management, they have known that they're ready because they want to stop being so hands-on and be like client or customer acquisition process, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So even like us, we can use um, ourselves as an example. We know that when we do coffee chats, when we do networking events, that we're going to get clients. But it's also important for us to have systems in place um, through the content that we're sharing on Instagram or in our Facebook group to give us clients um, I. I guess autopilot would be the right word. <laughs> you know, you want to have systems that will that will give you clients um, so that when you are sick or when you are on vacation or when you're just taking a much needed break, you know that people are still going to come through the door without you being so um, involved, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. I really love that idea too of like, If we, I don't want to say, I mean, yeah, plan to do it um, in a really intentional, wholehearted, organic way, we can end up showing up for our people more, but also showing up for ourselves and our lives at the same time, which is, I think, the goal of all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, most of us start businesses for freedom. But if we're not careful, we can, you know, create something that takes our freedom away just as much as our corporate job did. And so we love to give that freedom back to our clients so that um, it's not so dependent on them to, you know, go out to another event or book 10 coffee chats or 10 discovery calls for them to get a new client. Mm -hmm. I think that the coolest thing about um, y'all's work, and I think that this is true about so many uh, of the human beings whose ears are on this conversation right now, um, is that when we're getting our work out into the world, so y'all work in social media strategy and management, right? Like it could end there. It could end with social media. But really what's happening is by giving your clients the tools and the strategy and then the support, right, in your management around social media, you then, your impact is so much greater. Frees them up to be able to engage with their human beings, which is the point of their work, allows them to make a difference. And I think that like being able to recognize the greater impact underneath like the day-to-day work is so important. Like what do you, do y'all have an idea of like how you would love to impact your clients' lives on a like larger scale? Yeah, 
Does that make sense? Yeah. And I would say um, that we actually had a conversation with a client about this not too long ago. Um, we, you know, we're doing just managing just one platform for her. Mm-hmm. Just from that alone, she was um, getting hours back into her day. And she said, um, I don't know what to do with this free time. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> we want we want our clients to not be afraid when that white space appears. We don't want them to think that they have to fill it within um, diving into a course or, um, you know, making more work for themselves. We want our clients to just embrace it when it appears mm-hmm. instead of trying to fill it. You know, if yeah. I think that we would be so happy if our clients would just, you know, share pictures with us of them like on vacation yeah. or them, their kids or them, you know, spending more time with their husbands, just anything where they're truly enjoying the space that we have created for them. And that's something that we think about a lot. That's mm-hmm. that's a big part of the work that we do is enabling mm-hmm. our clients to, you know, really make the, the impact that they wish to have with their clients, but also to live their best life. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, with their eyes glued to the computer. Yeah. <laughs> or scrolling all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So, um... For you two, I mean, knowing too that like the goal is to give your clients white space, but also to have some for yourselves, uh, what do y'all do with your own white space? Do you guys, do you have a way that you like to embrace that, that a little bit of freedom for yourselves? Yeah. So we love exploring our city. Um, for listeners who don't know, we live in Birmingham uh, and there's always like cool things to do here. So we like to, you know, just explore. And, um, I would say another thing that we love to do is celebrate everything with Mexican food. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything. everything. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, you know, spend time with, um, our family and friends. Um, a lot of our college friends still live here. Um, so mm-hmm. we love to meet up with them when we have that white space for ourselves. Yeah. And I would even say like um, journaling is a huge part oh, of yeah. our lives. We have been journaling. Um, I can clearly say since we were 14, but I know it was even earlier than that. It was that. earlier yeah. than that. Wow. When, when we were last in Chicago, I found, we're from oh, Chicago. Yeah. Um, I found a journal from when I was like eight years old. <laughs> so that is definitely like a, it, I don't even want to say habit because it just feels so much more like sacred than that. But yeah. it's something that, um, that truly makes the biggest difference in the way that we show up and the way that we mm-hmm communicate. Um, and I've recently gotten into, uh, meditation. So now I just feel so much better. Like it's a perfect day if I've meditated and journaled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kendra is, um, trying to get me to meditate more. So (laughs) I'm, I'm going to go for it. (laughs) Do you use an app or something like that, Kendra? Yeah, I use Aura. 
which is amazing. Um, but I'm not afraid to, you know, just sit in silence too. I find that to be a little bit more challenging, but, but, um, it's just been so beneficial that I love it. Yeah. My husband and I, um, Patrick, he and I have, uh, tried to start a meditation routine in the mornings, just like five minutes sitting there. And it's, I mean, there's a reason why they call it a practice, you know, like you really have to practice. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things that I can even notice, not to like try and convince you, Clinice, but uh, I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders and neck. And I can even notice that I'm getting like less headaches, that my shoulders are less tense because of like five minutes in the morning, which has been huge. It's the only thing I've changed, like haven't changed my desk, haven't changed the way that I sit, nothing. But um, that is really beautiful. And then I think that that's the challenge of white space, right, is like not just filling it with more things, but also like taking the time to sit in silence and have those the journaling practice or the meditation practice and just allowing that to be enough rather than having to fill it. So many of us, like you, y'all had shared, like we, we come from being like perfectionist, overachieving, always the good girl, like mindsets. And sometimes the hardest thing is to step back and not fill it with more stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, That has been really hard for us because I mean, throughout high school, throughout college, we had so many commitments that when we would just, you know, go home for the day, like even that was filled with things to do. And so um, when when white space first started appearing in our business, we were like, what? What is this? And then like, yeah, and then like, okay, this feels weird to just sit in silence. Like it felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we wrap up, this is such a good segue. My question, and I would love for each of you to answer. Um, I always have two questions at the end for my guests. The first of which is who or what makes you feel your bravest? So I would say that journaling makes me feel my bravest. And what I mean by that is just like, I cannot function (laughs) without, without journaling. Um, but it truly does help me process my feelings. It helps me process everything so that I can be confident so that I can be brave. And I say for me, Um, really when I reflect, um, on what I'm grateful for. So gratitude helps me to feel my bravest. Um, there are still some days where my anxiety can kind of take over. And in those moments, I just have to stop what I'm doing and think about what I'm grateful for. Um, and that really helps me power through. Oh, I love that. Okay, so last but not least, last question of all the questions. Where can people find you? Give them all the links that you want. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so um, you can find us at humbleandwhole.com. That's our website, and we have a great blog for you to check out there. Um, we're on Pinterest. We're on um, Facebook. We're on Instagram, at Humble and Whole. Mm-hmm. And love, love for people to join the Humble and Whole community, which is our Facebook group. Yeah, and... The really cool thing about that community is that it's really connection-based and driven. And so when um, when new members join, we always love to welcome them with a coffee chat so that we can, you know, dive in and hear their story as well. That's beautiful. Well, thank you all for all of that. All of the links to Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and the website, they are not lying. Their their blog is amazing. Um, and I will be joining the Facebook community today. Super excited about that. Um, all of that will be in the show notes. Thank you both um, for joining me today, for taking the time out of your day to talk about what creative entrepreneurship looks like, like the nitty gritty, the beautiful, the challenging, but also like why social media can be so powerful um, and why doing it the right way can make such a difference. So thank you both for being here and taking the time out. Thank you so much, Katie, for having us. Yeah, this was so amazing. Uh, you know, our conversations with you are always just so beautiful and life-giving. <laughs> Feeling is so mutual. Thank you so much for listening to A Braver Brand. To find more resources, show notes, and exclusives, head to www.katekmccarthy.com. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. Our work relies on listeners like you, and we're grateful each and every time you spread the word. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to us since day one, you know that I am all about Instagram. Come find me at Kate K. McCarthy and then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. A Braver Brand is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.